N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 296 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yep. What's up, bro? Nothing good. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Honestly, I have a lot. I, I don't want to talk. I honestly don't want to talk about this team today. I'd rather talk about almost anything else than then spend the next hour, hour and a half talking about the train wreck that is the New York Yankees. Because today, if you missed it, you, congratulations, you're the you're the real winner here. That you don't have to sit through this shit. The Yankees lost in Oakland four to one after losing yesterday three to two in eleven innings. The A's basically said, "Here, Yankees, sweep us." Threw out two pitchers with an ERA over six, both games. The Yankees managed to score one legitimate run in 20 innings. One legitimate run in 20 innings because they scored two runs in the 11th inning yesterday because A.J. Puck had no idea where the ball was going, and the Yankees got two runs off of a, off of a one wild pitch. And they still couldn't win it. And I they mean, still couldn't fa- win it. I mean, in fairness, I can't really kill uh, Ron Marinaccio. No, no. In, I mean, the guy's been pretty much perfect he hung the change up i mean it but again there's a lot of little things that you can look at of why the yankees don't win ball games and i understand the yankees are short in the bullpen but if aaron boone is watching the game like i was watching the game and i didn't have a great view like aaron boone did sitting in the dugout watching it i was watching on my phone driving up the fucking parkway yesterday I saw that Ron Marinaccio had trouble locating and his pitches weren't as crisp as they've been. So why, you know, if you have Wandy available in that spot, why are we trying to get through an inning with a guy that's clearly struggling there? That's num- that that's a little nitpick, but it's a nitpick that could that probably cost them a game, you know? Correct. Was Wandy great the night before? No, Wandy wasn't great the night before. You know, things were looking like the Yankees were going to sail to a win. Cole pitched a pretty good ball game. They only scored because uh, J.P. Sears hung a slider to Judge. He tried to get one over. Judge cracked it out. And then Wandy you know, made things a little interesting in the ninth inning there and gave up a run, but he got out of it. But, I mean, you got to look. You got to watch your team and know that, you know, like Marinaccio didn't, didn't look like he had it in the 10th inning. So I don't understand why we're pushing Marinaccio in that spot. Just like, you know, today – it just the title of this episode, and we don't normally do this because normally we title the episodes after and we see where it's going, and then that's mm-hmm. when we title it. The title of this episode today is "Are the Yankees Serious?" or some, uh, some, uh, some variation of that. Are the Yankees a serious team? And I don't believe them to be a serious baseball team right now. Now you could say, "Oh, they're twenty, whatever, twenty nine games over five hundred. They have a seven game leading division." Blah 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 blah. But when the New York Yankees do things like they did today, it's hard to tell me that they're a serious ball club. Like I'm watching a team that started Aaron Hicks today. Aaron Hicks has started three games since since August 15th. 
There's literally no reason for Aaron Hicks to be on this ball club right now. Yeah, I get Aaron Hicks started the rally of the only runner, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't really care. He, the guy, he has, he serves no purpose on this team right now. Like absolutely zero. So what do you do? If you're a serious, this is the, this is going to be no, if you're a serious team, you're serious about winning the world series. You release him. Oh, he's going to make $30 million. Who cares? Do you care about $30 million? Or do you care about winning the World Series? If you care about winning, if you care about $30 million, then you're telling me that your your main concern is the bottom line. It's not winning baseball games because Aaron Hicks is a drag on this team. He serves no purpose. He's not a good baseball player. And you have guys in your organization right now, <clears throat> Oswald Peraza, that can come up here and make a contribution. The guy hit his 18th home run today. I believe that was part of a four-hit attack, that he, a four-hit performance that he had today. What more do you need to see out of him? Are the Yankees afraid that if they call Peraza and he plays well, that they'll have two rookies in their lineup that are contributing to, to winning baseball? Are they afraid of that? It's the only only logical thing I can come up with. It's the only only answer I can honestly come up with. Does Brian Cashman have it in his contract that he would get fired if he had two rookies playing well at the same time? Because President Florio came up at the same time. Bro, they pulled the plug on Florio before the kid even had a chance to before, wet his feet. Right, exactly. exactly. And now you're going to uh, – he's not a major leaguer. Again, how do you know right. that he's not a major leaguer? He played two games. Yeah, I mean, what did he take? He took an offer in the two games. And he was like, we're done. We're done with you. The best thing that the that, that Estevan Florial has happened to him and all the jerking around now is that he's out of options and he won't be a Yankee next year. It's the best thing that has happened to Estevan Florial because he's out of options. The Yankees are going to have to make a decision about him being on the 40-man, and clearly they have no they have no desire for him to be a contributor to his major league club. You have two, you have two sets of fans. You have the fans who look at the whole Florial thing and they put it into context and say, okay, what are my options other than Florial? If it's Aaron Hicks, then I don't care what Florial does. He should be the everyday player over him at least uh, because at this point we've seen enough of Hicks. That's it. You're not getting anything more out of this guy. He's a bum, right? And then you have the second set of fans who say, well, Aaron Hicks has to be here because what are your other options? And then you respond Florial and they respond clearly he's not ready for the major leagues or clearly he's not a good baseball player either. How do you know? You want to know how you think you know? Because you have a GM telling us that over and over again for how many years now? So when this kid comes up and goes one for 20 over, you know, three games, four games, you go, you go, oh yeah, I guess Cashman was right. No, that's not how this works. And even if he is right, that's even worse on him. Because Aaron Hicks is still being put in this lineup here and there. He's still an option. He shouldn't even be an option anymore. Here's, here's, a, simple, here's, here's a simple equation of how you, you don't play Aaron Hicks anymore. You call Peraza. He plays shortstop. And Cabrera's your right fielder. Cabrera's played right field. He, has he not looked good playing right field? Absolutely. He's looked phenomenal. Oh, oh but then you don't have another center fielder on the team. And then you have to play Aaron Judge in center field. And they don't want to do that, which is why Hicks was in the lineup today. Well, hmm. Why didn't you trade for a center fielder in a fucking walkie boot, then, genius? 
Right. And there's your, there you go. And there you and go. I'm not, we have no idea about Harrison Bader because he's in, he profiles as an elite defensive center fielder. We all, we all know it. I mean, we've read, if you've done your homework, you've read about it, you, you know. But if your goal is to not have Aaron Hicks on the ball club, why did you trade for a guy that you knew was not going to play for you for what, at least six weeks? Right. And this is why, see, I tweeted this yesterday, right? It is very clear to anybody watching the Yankees that they are done with Aaron Hicks. They are done with Kyle Higashioka. And the only reason why Higashioka's got the last two starts is because Trevino's been banged up. But if you've been watching for an extended period of time now, Higashioka gets one game a week, whereas not even, what, a month, month and a half ago, was he not playing two, three times a week. He was pretty much Absolutely. sharing time with Trevino, Trevino. And now he's, he's relegated to one day a week because uh, catchers don't play every day. He's played the last two games because uh, Trevi's been banged up. And that's just what it's been. Okay. They're clearly done with Higashioka. They're clearly done with Aaron, uh, uh, Aroldis Chapman as well. Clearly. No, I blame them for not honestly, like these, these are smart decisions on their point on their part to be done with these players. With their, with their smarter Yankees now is why are they still on the team? Aaron, uh, I, keep, I don't know why I keep saying that. Aroldis Chapman, either he's the dumbest son of a bitch in the world that got the worst, the world's worst big jailhouse tattoo, or the Yankees are really trying to get creative with these, with these fake IL stints, that he has an infected leg from a tattoo. Listen. I mean, where does that even, how does that even happen, number one? I tweeted a picture of like a, a stick-on tattoo. I think it's just all a ploy. I think they just made him put a one of those little tattoos on that you, your kids put on, you know, the thing, and they just went, yeah. okay, it's infected. I know. What's the worst that's going to, honestly, if the Yankees said to, uh, instead of putting him on the aisle, Yankees were like, you're done, get out of here, DFA. What's going to happen? What, in the worst case scenario, what's going to happen to the Yankees in regards to Rollis Chapman if he get if he got DFA yesterday? Honestly, I'd actually what's stand up and thing, applaud a little bit. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Do they think a Rollis Chapman's going to go to go to the Astros and close out Game Seven of the ALCS? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually. Do they yeah. really think that? Honestly, do they think that would that would happen? I mean, because if you're worried about that, you're worried about the wrong thing. And you know, again, you're not putting your your 26 best guys out there. Because this guy is he's he's lost. The Yankees here's the here's the thing with Rollis Chapman. Did the Yankees not give him the opportunity to regain his form regain his form? Well, yes, they and did. And then yeah, and then they did. And then what happened? What happened with Rollis Chapman? And then he blew it. And then he blew it. So why is he still on the team? Well, this is what I was gonna just say to you. You just said, you know, you keep him here and you're not putting your best twenty six guys out there. Even if they got rid of them, are you confident they're going to put their best twenty six guys out there? No, but I'd rather I'd rather him not be one of the twenty six. But do you see point. do you see why my where my question is important? Because it's such a it's such a complex fundamental issue where it's not just one little thing where it's like oh you know they finally get rid of Chapman. Let me applaud. Okay, they, they they're finally. But then they still won't do the right things. They still don't make the right decisions. I got into a heated discussion with a friend today that defends Cashman. 
And I'm sure we'll get into this later. I won't get into it now. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't, even when, when I see them do something right, to me, it's, it's such a layered issue that I know somewhere else they're going to make up for it by doing something stupid. Okay. The Yankees are stupid. Okay. We know this. Well, my biggest issue. Okay. Here we go. Has been. Okay. I'm just going to try and stay calm. I'm not feeling like 100% today. Bad allergies. Okay. Bad allergies today. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to try and stay calm. Short of breath right now. Um, here's what I'll say. Here's what, here's what I'll say. When your life is a little chaotic, right? Do you try to add more to your plate or do you, or do you try and simplify things a little bit? I usually smoke a lot of angel dust. That's a good idea too. We don't have angel (laughs) dust available today. Okay. So do you add more things to your plate or do you try and simplify things and maybe slow down a little? Uh, Normal people would try to, you know, simplify things. Okay. And if you, if you go to, you know, you've seen, you've, you know what a successful day looks like for you Uh and you wake up and you do, and you do that routine and it's really successful day for you. You feel good. You get a lot of work done and whatever. Do you go to sleep at night going, how can I how can I change things up tomorrow? If you finally found some success again, you're feeling better. You're you're feeling really good for a while, you feel like shit, and then you you put something together and you say, "Okay, I finally feel good again." Do you go to bed that night and say, "Now what can I change tomorrow?" Or do you say, "Let me try this a little bit." Okay, I change my underwear. Okay, okay and besides the underwear, do you change what you do that day? Do you try Probably. to maybe build on a little more success? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's called, that's called consistency. That's called, Hey, here's what works. Let's keep going. Okay. So let's start with the simplifying things. Simplifying things means let's get back to the fundamentals. Let's put a fucking lineup together. That makes sense. Let's put guys in positions that make sense. And let's see what happens. Now, they put out their one of their best lineups on Thursday. Stanton's finally back. All right. And what happens? This team explodes. Okay, I'm I'm it could just you know, could be any given day that they explode, but they're coming off a good series against the Mets and they win. What do they do the next day? What do they do? I don't re- honestly I don't remember. Would Friday. you go Okay, so would you here's the better question. After Thursday, would your uh-huh. thought be to change anything? How no, can I change the be. lineup tomorrow? No, that would probably be the furthest thing from my mind. Okay. But we know that this is not what the Yankees do. Okay, now this team can go off the rails just like the show can once in a while. Okay? If shit's going off the rails, if you're losing to the worst team in the American League, Rails of cocaine? Or actually before, this is this is the drug show. Um, Before they started to look like they were a baseball team again against the Mets, this team has been in the last 60 games or so has been a train wreck. So how do you get back to some consistency here? Well, you can put out more consistent lineups. Okay. You can, you you can, can put, 
you can put guys in more consistent positions. This is true. Huh? Okay, so in four games against the A's, here's a here's a trivia. Here's some trivia for you. Uh-huh. In four games against the A's, how many times did the Yankees have the same one through three in the lineup? Uh, probably zero. Once. Well, how about four through six? Oh, you mean they'd have it twice then? No. Yeah, they would have it in two. Di- they can't have some. You can't have something at the same time. Sorry, time. three different games of three different. Okay, so you're right. Two two of them were different. How about four okay. through six? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Zero. Because it seemed like that they, they were different every game. Zero. Seven through nine. Zero. How about positions? How many positions only had one guy play it? And I'm not counting catcher because Trevino apparently couldn't play. I'm sure he's fucking begging to play, but the Yankees are telling him he's banged up, so he needs the rest. So out of eight positions, sorry, out of seven positions, how did many... LeMay you play, did LeMay you play third base at all? No. Did Cabrera? No. All right, so Donaldson played third base the whole series. Okay, so that's one position that, that had only one guy at it. Well, we know uh, IKF and Cabrera both played shortstop. Okay. They had DJ and uh, the fucking third, Glaber Torres, play second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LeMayu played first base at least once this series, we know, and right? Correct. So we know they had multiple right fielders, they had multiple center fielders, and Ben Attendee's the only one that played left. So two positions. Does that sound like consistency to you? Now, let me preface by asking you this. Is this a team that needs to get fucking cute and creative? Is it? I don't, are they, no, are I they don't. in search of something because they lack the talent? No. Why do no. we only have two positions with one fucking guy and zero lineup consistency? At some point, you have to step back and say, maybe we look so inconsistent and bipolar because we're being managed that way. Whether that's from Boone or from who we know it's from, Cashman. Well, this has been a problem for how many years now? So Too many. So when is it going to change? Never. And this is my argument. My argument is not that Brian Cashman doesn't put out good teams. He puts out a good product. Good. Because that's the key word there. Good. Exactly. But here's the thing. So the argument on the other side, uh, uh, you know, what my friend was saying is a GM, a GM's job is to put out the best team to give them a chance to the, at the playoffs because anything can happen in the playoffs and winning a World right. Series okay. is pretty much okay. locked. Well, I, you can shut that down immediately based on everything that Brian Cashman has done this offseason through the trade deadline and tell me that these were the best of options for the That's New York exactly Yankees. how I shut it down. I said it's not, it's not that he doesn't put a good product out there. I, I should be, I should feel more grateful that in my entire life I've never seen a losing team. Okay, I understand that. But here's what it all comes down to. Think about what he didn't do. Think about the guys he failed to get. Think about the the times he chose the second best option or the third best option instead of the first. Or IKF, which is like the fucking 12th best option. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, and then... To be fair, it's only 12th. Okay, so, so that's everything. But now here's the, here's the icing on the cake. His contract is up. His contract is up. At the very least, him 
getting another offer should at least be dependent on something given that this team hasn't won anything in 12 years. True or false? Agree or disagree? Okay, okay. If you're going to bring him back because he does good things and gets teams into the playoffs, then you're telling me that's all that's your standard and that tells me that you put business over everything else. You see, when George was alive, and I'm going to turn into one of these motherfuckers now. Corny. No, no, no. Because I'm going to actually, I'm going to make a real point. Uh, uh, George was alive. I'm going to make a real point now. George was alive. I'm going to make a real point because we have an owner. Like Stephen A. Smith, if Hank, well, Stephen A. Smith thinks Hank is alive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a point because there is an owner out there who does put winning over everything else, who does think that the business I is winning. I love Steve Cohen. Oh, I love him so Because I'll tell you one thing. If you don't think the Mets are better than the Yankees... I love him. You're, you're in denial. You want to know why? Steve Cohen. Do you want to know why? Because they have yeah, the two best fucking Scherzer. pitchers on the planet. The two best pitchers on the fucking planet. We couldn't even get Castillo. I didn't. Know Meanwhile, our ace, our, our ace has been missing pretty much all year. Oh, so now you say the Yankees shouldn't have got Garrett Cole? You're going to be one nope, of those people? Nope, absolutely not. Oh, that's where this is going. You're an well, asshole. I know that tra- that Everyone make late. note, Christian's an asshole. He doesn't want to admit when I'm right about things. Um, and That and, train's never late. Garrett Cole shouldn't have been a Yankee. Here no, we go. See, there's certain things that I will always defend Cashman on. I will always defend him on signing on signing Cole. I'll actually defend him on the Hicks deal. As crazy as that sounds, I thought it was a very Ugh. team-friendly deal. Oh God, damn it! Why? Why? There's certain times when the players have to have to fucking show up. Sonny Gray. I'll even I'll even give him when he got Sonny Gray. I actually like the move. But there's too many things now. There's too many things that if you're gonna tell me Brian Cashman is gonna get another contract regardless of what happens this year then you're telling me that we're a bunch of idiots watching the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, and we're not going to fucking get it. Okay, we're not getting it. Okay. I don't know what it would take for Brian Cashman not to be offered a, a contract to return. So oh, it's coming. It's nothing. Zero. Here's what it would take. Here's what it would take. Brian, you want to be the GM next year? No. Okay. That's what it would take. Why would he say no? It, he wouldn't. Somebody Someone just brought up playing. the Robbie Ray thing. I always completely forget about Robbie Ray. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, the list just goes on and on. Robbie Ray in guards to not trading him for Clint Frazier? No, or... no, no. Signing him to to what should have been an easy no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Reigning Cy Young Award winner only wanted $23 million. You have no starting pitching. I bring up the Carlos Correa thing, and everyone's argument to me is, well, they have hopes in Volpe, and they just wanted to stopgap. Okay. Okay. You can, you can have to, both because he's going to opt out. He's going to opt out of his Did you contract. not see the contract the, the Twins put together for him? Oh, wait, but the Twins couldn't do that unless something else happened. What was it? Mm, oh, yeah. they had to get Donaldson off the books. How did they do and that? What, Brian yeah. Cashman. And, and, and how much is he paying... How much is he paying? Is he, he can't be paying him more than than uh, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, is he? Oh yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, and he did it to get fucking IKF. That's the that's the crazy part, bro. He did it to get IKF. And and, and you want to know what's worse? 
what's worse is, honestly, Cashman should be taking Trevino out to dinner every weekend because Trevino should not be half the player he is. He didn't get he Trevino. Shouldn't even be, he he right. shouldn't even be on the team. Right. Okay? He is so fucking lucky that Trevino is having such a great year because guess what, folks? He's not, he's not here to be a starter. We were going to go with Kyle Higashioka. So, so that's another one. That, that's something he should be very grateful to Trevino. I, I mean, you just, just look at the track record of the guys that he has brought in here uh, recently. I mean, they're all have an asterisk next to them pretty much. Jameson Tyone hadn't pitched in two years. Let's trade for him. Great. How's that really working out? He's, he's okay. He's okay. Was he brought here to be okay? No. Traded one of your better pitching prospects to get Scott Efros. Where the hell is he right now? Hurt. He's hurt. Okay. Frankie Montas, you took him because he came out of discount. Why is that? He was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. Okay. Just look at it. Andrew Benintendi might be the only guy that had a clean bill of health coming over here. And uh, there's certain people that don't even believe that he does because he doesn't have something. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. But. <laughs> I mean, think about it. And maybe that's why he came out of just Maybe. <laughs> why? You don't even know. No one, Brian Cashman, who knows? Ben Rorfett. Wasn't he supposed to platoon with Kyle Gashoka? Ben Rorfett actually catfished. Cashman, he doesn't even exist. He's not even a real person. He's Manti Tail's girlfriend. Yes, basically. exactly, exactly. Okay. That's why all the all all those pictures came out with the muscles and Cashman saw me. He was like, "Whoa, this guy's fucking jacked." Let's get him. Boom. Not even real. Traded for a guy that is hit. Was he hitting one eighteen in AAA right now? It's pretty bad. And then people are like, oh, you can't get rid of Kyle Gashoka. Who's going to back up? I don't know the fucking guy they traded for that they wanted to be a starter this year. How about that? He had 169 and 89 at-bats last year, and Brian Cashman is like, yes, that's the guy I want behind the plate. So what's the fucking problem right now? Because once you get to October, you're only going to have one catcher anyway. And the way the Yankees are playing, it's going to be three games and out, maybe four. Okay, let's not be negative. All right. And but let's not forget the number one thing, right? It all comes and down. Let's continue to let's continue. Just one last point here. We had to trade from our pitching depth. Okay. Jordan Montgomery, who was he gonna pitch to a 0.89 ERA with the Yankees? No, we all know what Jordan Montgomery is. We all appreciate most of us appreciated what he was for his team. A steady hand. Two, three runs, five and a third every time out. A steady hand that, that took the ball every five days. Mm-hmm. But we needed a center fielder. So, you know what? In in context of the trade, it's not a bad trade to trade a 4-5 guy for a starting center fielder. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Where's Harrison Bader? In a walking Her, boot. In a fucking walking boot. Can you please, somebody out there, we're live right now, so we can have live interaction with the fans. Can somebody in the chat please tell me what Brian Cashman has against acquiring fucking healthy baseball players? What is it? What did he have against them? 
I know what the answer is. Does anybody in the chat have it? Have the answer? Do you have the answer? I do. They cost more. They cost more. I have a better answer. What is it? He's not serious. Why? He's not. That's the overlying issue here. They're not serious. Why are they not serious? Because they acquire lesser players because they don't cost as much. If you are fucking serious, you put your balls out on the table and say, Luis Castillo is the guy. I want him. What does he cost? Fuck it. Let's get him. No, Frankie Montas coming off a shoulder injury. When you're saying cost, when you're saying cost, you're talking players now. Yes. Right. Because everyone says like, oh, he's cheap or how's cheap. Dude, the Yankees Yankees have one of the biggest. Right. They're not cheap financially. They're cheap in a sense of they don't want to risk getting hurt in the long run to do what matters now. Because they know as long as they keep the safe business model going, that they're going to stay relevant. And us fools are going to stick around. Because there is still a chance they win a World Series. I'm not saying there's not. But here's the thing, Christian. We just went over this whole list, right? And this is what this is what popped into my mind today. You go over this whole list. And it's like, holy shit, man. It can't get much worse than that. Hold on. It does. You're forgetting one of the most egregious parts of anything. There's been one player, one guy, one prospect. You know, everyone wants to talk about how great these prospects are, right? We've said out of the, in the last six years, there's been like one guy who's panned out and, and been a real superstar. Who is it, Christian? Uh, Aaron Judge. Is he a Yankee next year? Do you know? He no couldn't idea. even fucking sign Aaron Judge. You're defending a but, guy who can't even fucking sign the franchise, the the face of this fucking franchise, the best player on the planet. Made sure to tell you about it, though. The best fucking player on this planet isn't even guaranteed a Yankee next year. And you guys want to fucking defend this guy. Fuck him. Made sure to tell you that we tried, though. We really fucking tried. Because because let me ask you a question. What do you think it would have taken to sign him in, in the offseason? Around thirty-five to thirty-six million. Well, I, what was the deal? What was it about thirty-one change? Was it? Yeah, and then it, apparently it was reported they came up to thirty-two and a half or something. Yeah. Okay. Which now, is like a slap in the face. Now let's just pretend Aaron Hicks wins MVP, which he's gonna. He fucking Judge. better. Judge, sorry. Judge. Oh, jeez, sorry. That's where my head's at. Let's just assume he wins MVP, okay? And that he goes to Cashman and says, before I go to free agency, I'm willing to let you sign me. What do you think that number is going to be? 38 now, maybe? If he's at 36 now, maybe 38? 39? He's not a stupid guy, though. Why wouldn't you go to free agency at this point? What's it going to take then? Because I promise you, I promise you there's teams out there that are willing to give him in the mid to low 40s. I promise you. There are teams willing to give him a stupid deal. A, because he's the best player on the planet right now. And B, because no one loves anything more than to spite the Yankees. So where is the logic here? Where is the logic? And where is anyone optimistic that, that, that they're going to get this done? 
Uh-huh. All right. They, I mean, if you're using any type of logic, how could you feel confident at this point that they will get anything done? I just... The guy's going to either come really fucking close or he is going to break this record. And you know the Yankees are going to fucking sell the hell out of it. T-shirts, fucking pins, whatever the fuck they can slap a logo on, okay? And then you're going to tell me that you can't afford to sign him at the end of the year? And that you're stupid enough to... Let me let me tell you this right now. Julio Rodriguez has played half the season in Major League Baseball, okay? Half. And the Seattle Mariners have basically committed $400 fucking million to this guy. Which, stupid on him, by the way. Uh, uh, actually, no, sorry. Wrong. If he were more established, maybe I'd say stupid on him. My only thing with that as a player is look at how much more guys get paid each and every year. I don't know, bro, but if somebody told if somebody handed you four hundred million dollars. Exactly. No. As a kid, this kid could turn look at Torres. If you looked at Glaber Torres from twenty nineteen in his first like real full year, you'd say this kid's gonna be a fucking superstar, just like we thought. Well, what a train wreck Fernando Tatis has turned into. Thank God for right. him. I mean, uh, he signed that deal because he ain't getting he wouldn't get anywhere near that now. But that's just the point. Seattle's like, we have a star in our hands. Let's not let him go anywhere. Someone in the chat said, and I just want to address this. He said, he said we made him a fair offer and, uh, is what he wants to say. Yes, you did. We understand that. We know. We they, completely would- understand that. But you had a player who you made the, fr- the face of your franchise say, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. Is that deal still fair now? Don't think so. Do you look you like can't. the idiot? You do. We've said this numerous times, and because and it gets repeated. Things that get repeated on this show are repeated because not because we don't have anything else to say. It's because they're fucking true and they need to be said over and over again. Aaron Judge played six weeks of Major League Baseball, and the Yankees are like, "You get a shrine in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Your whole section." Derek Jeter, the first ever Yankee to hit 3,000, get 3,000 hits. Think about it. Mantle, DiMaggio, Ruth, Garrick, Barra. Nobody had 3,000 hits. Derek Jeter did. Derek Jeter get a fucking section in the outfield. Did you get Derek's deck out there? No. no. Mariano Rivera, the greatest. The greatest to ever do what he did on a baseball field. Does he get a section out in somewhere? Is... Is it Rivera's row? Do they have Rivera's row in, in Yankee Stadium? Nope. No. The Yankees built a fucking outfield section for this guy after six weeks because they were desperate for an identity, for a face, after just being fucking old and boring and and basically irrelevant for three or four years there. And they, they cling to him because he, ha- he was the big superstar hitting majestic home runs, and they're like, this is our guy. And what did they pay it off with? Fucking nothing. You think Aaron Judge gives a fuck that he has 10 seats in the outfield with his name on him? No. Why was this guy not... Why did, At the very least, why was Aaron Judge's arbitration years not bought out at that point? Or even in, 20, in 2018? Why? Because... It's not the, oh, it's not the Yankee way. Oh, it's not the Yankee... Oh, but you know what? You made sure to buy Aaron Hicks's arbitration years out. And now we have to sit here and fucking look at him for three more years. Why? Because it was cheap. It was a cheap thing to do. Because you knew you were going to have to go out there 
and pay Aaron Judge real fucking money. But the Yankees were like, no, let's ride this thing out, see what happens here. Now comes time to pay the fucking Piper here, and they're like, all right, here's a fair, a fair deal, a fair one. More money than you and I can ever fucking comprehend in our lifetime. And that's what the and that's what Brian Cashman was playing on in that fucking press conference on opening day. That no matter what happens this year, put a black cloud over the season before one pitch was even fucking thrown because he had to go out there and say, We offered Aaron Judge whatever the hell the numbers were at this point, right? He said no. He's the bad guy. And you know what, Chris? And I said this on the show before, and it's true because if that got leaked. Excuse me. If that guy leaked and it was like, as as a guy that works his ass off for way less money than fucking Aaron Judge uh, is making, as a common fan that has to go out there and and spend three four hundred dollars to go to a baseball game, you're like, wow, what a scumbag. He really doesn't want to be a Yankee. But that but that little fucking weasel had to go out there and rub it in your nose and try to get you to turn on him. No 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 no. You fucked up, and now you want us to take your side. It doesn't work like that. (coughs) It doesn't work like that. That was a little smarmy douchebag move that the Yankees pulled on opening day to get you on their side when all they had to do was shut up. And I guarantee you a lot more people, myself included, would have probably been on their side for saying, "How could if Aaron Judge really wanted to be a Yankee, how could he turn this money down? But they had to go out there and puff their chest and be like, we offered him this. Right. Great. Now he's going to hit 60 fucking home runs and he's going to go play for the Giants or the fucking Mets, which is really going to be a fucking slap in the face because if he's in fucking Queens, we got to look at that every fucking day of our lives. Or guess what? He's going to come back on opening fucking day next year. Good job. See, here's the thing. Our boy Hirsch just said, it's just a business to Hal and I, and I touched on that before. Here's the thing. It's okay to, to, to sit here and have an owner that sees this as a business. It is a business, right? But my point of bringing up... I don't up, think George didn't see this as a business well, either. That was, listen, that was my point of bringing up George before, was not to say, oh, George used to be alive. No, no, no. My point is that... George when, Steinbrenner didn't own the Yankees to lose money. It, exactly. But my point is, to George, the business was winning. Okay? But sometimes... And I'm not saying I agreed with how he went about it all the time. But sometimes winning everything means risking a lot. And Hal, that's where Hal is, is not putting winning as the business. Hal has this business model set up with a guy who's been here since 1986, who knows what he's doing, and has successfully made money for this team year in and year out still giving them a chance to win a World Series by putting teams out there that are making the the playoffs. You know what the Yankees remind me of? I don't play a lot of cards, right? But it reminds me of you're sitting at the blackjack table, right? You got 20. And that's when you you might want to push it all in and go for it because you got 20, right? The odds are probably in your favor to win that hand, right? Well, you can't really bet after you get 20, but I'm going to let you keep going. All right, let me keep going. You can't bet at... You're you're mixing a poker and blackjack, but I'm, I like where it's going, so I'm going to. Like let you I do. said, I did. I don't play a lot of cards. Okay? Just go. We're all on board with you here. But the dealer's showing that ace, 
and it puts a little bit of doubt in your mind. So you only put a couple of chips to the middle of the table. Right. Instead of going for it, and you might bust. You might lose. But the play right there is to be aggressive and go for it, but they don't, you don't, and you back off. Right, and, and then what guess the what? And then guess what? You get to play blackjack all night without losing any money. You get to keep playing. But you and see, that's what the Yankees do. The Yankees are willing to go to this level, but they're not willing to go all in. Right. And because they've shown it time after exactly. time again now. Exactly. To win a World Series means... I don't play a lot of cards, so shut up, everybody. To, to, to win a World Series means <clears throat> you got to make some big risks, I man. thought the analogy was good. It was head. good. It was good. It was a great analogy. No, I'm being serious. It was because you're dead on there. To win everything, to win big... You have to bet big. And sometimes when you bet big, you take a big risk that in the future, in a few years from now, you might hurt from it if it doesn't pan out. But guess what? When you prioritize winning and you see what kind of what kind of talent you can have and what t- talent you do have, when winning is everything, when winning is the business model, you make those risks with your eyes closed. And you're not going to see that from this regime. You're not going to. Someone before said they're never going to win with Aaron Boone as manager. No. No, they're never going to win with the guy who hired Aaron Boone as manager. I think the problem, we again, go back. Since Aaron Boone's been the fucking manager of this team, maybe even in the last two or three years, the problem is not Aaron Boone. You could sit there. People like to give him a cute nickname. They call him Bubbles because he sits there and chew, uh, chews gum and blows bubbles out in the, out, in the dugout and all this other shit. He's not the problem. It's the way the organization is run, okay? Do you want to fire Aaron Boone? I'm not going to argue with you. I think you're wrong because I don't think the guy deserves to lose his job for doing his job. He's doing everything he's being asked to do. If you go to, if you, no matter what you do, you fucking collect garbage, you, you bag groceries, you're a Fortune 500 CEO, you're a day trader, whatever, whatever it is you do, you wipe old people's asses, whatever it is that you do, if you do everything to the fucking letter of what your boss asks you to do, and some jerk off walks in off the street and says, hey, you should be fired, you're gonna, you think that's fair? You're doing everything that you're being told to do by your boss and somebody thinks you should be fired. You were hired here to have that mindset, to have that. It's like sitting down at an interview and the business telling you what their philosophies are, what their goals are, and how they want to go about putting them forward and and succeeding in whatever way they, they have in their mind. And they hired Boone because he was the guy who who was on board with it all. And he's he's implementing it now. You've seen it. Can he do things better on his own? Yeah, sure. And we've seen that from him. We've seen a lot of good things out of Aaron Boone. But this is what you're getting. And if you think him being fired is going to change anything, it's not. This is what they want, folks. This is the business model. I'm not saying everything in-game decisions are, are not Aaron Boone. Like when it comes to, you know, going to some guy in the bullpen. But what it is, is it's it's from the top down of, we want to go matchups based off analytics. We like to do things this way. We like to give guys rest every third day, or we like to have a set days off. Or Andrew Benintendi can't hit in the top two when a lefty's on the mound. Exactly. 
because analytics, you know, come first. That's the game sense. plan. If you think Aaron Boone being fired is going to change that, it's not. They're just going to find someone who also agrees with that and implements it the same way. There's one person that needs to go, and that's Brian Cashman. And that's the only way, the way that the New York Yankees are run is going to change is if there's a different general manager in place. Okay? And I don't know, remember who wrote it, but they thought they were breaking fucking news this week. Sources, Brian Cashman expected to be offered to come back as a Yankee GM. Do you think anybody that watches this fucking team day in and day out, anybody that covers this team day in and day out, that has been a fan of this team for the last however many years that Hal's been running the team, do you think that's breaking news to us that he's going to be offered to come back irregardless of how the season ends? No. The Yankees could literally not win another game the rest of the year and not even make the postseason, and I would still put it at 90% he comes back next year. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And what does that say? What does that say? About it says that it says that they think we're all fools. Okay. But here's the thing. And I want to make this clear. Part of this business model is if it's implemented correctly, we will be relevant. We will make the playoffs more times than not. And once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. We've seen teams that were not the most equipped to win the World Series, win the World Series. It's ironic that that never happens to the Yankees, though. Right, it is ironic, but what I'm saying is, I'm not sitting here saying it's impossible, or else I just shouldn't watch the team. My point is, we're seeing something over and over and over again. And so, even when we've seen so much failure, because to us, failure is not winning a World Series. When we've seen so much failure, yet nothing changes. And in, in, beyond that, beyond nothing changing, they actually doubled down. Hi, rehiring Aaron Boone and giving Cashman another contract at the end of the year if they don't at least win a pennant, that's doubling down now. They didn't even take time to fucking think about it, Chris. It was like six days after they lost in Boston, they brought exactly. him back. They didn't even think about it. So, so my point is, failure to us is much, much, much different than failure to the front office of the New York Yankees. That never used to be the case, but it is now, and it's going to be, so long as this regime is in place. And and we have to understand that. So I'm not saying it's impossible. Anything can happen when this team makes the makes the playoffs, and I agree with that. But you cannot sit here and tell me with a straight face that this team's goal, this team's objective, is to put the best, most well-equipped team out there to win a World Series. It's not. It's not, and I don't care how many times you want to say it. So if you're fine with just making the playoffs and seeing what happens, then hey, good good for you. That means you're you're lot, a lot less angry than than most of us. But I'm not okay with that. And I never will be. No, it's funny because last week we recorded and the Yankees just came off one of the worst homestands I can remember, and, but they won right before we recorded. So it was a lot more positive than it probably should have been. But now after the way that this team just, I don't want to say they didn't try, but it just looked like they, they didn't put any effort into trying to win. 
because you're the Yankees, bro. You have enough good bats on this team where the the the, the pitchers that the A's threw out there, you should you should accidentally score three runs. They 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 almost did. They almost did. And you score one legitimate run in 20 innings. I mean, that's pretty pathetic. And Clark Schmidt, I don't want to get on him. I mean, we all wanted him in the rotation. But that's your audition today? I mean, come on, dude. You gave it four runs to a team that's basically a double-A a team. Like, honestly. There's, there's maybe one real good hitter in that lineup. One. The rest of them are all hitting 220 or lower. I mean, you got Domingo Herman took a fucking no hitter into the seventh inning last night. He looked great, by the way. And you know what? I don't ever want to say anything nice about this guy. And every time I rip him on social media, people are like, "Are you ever going to forgive?" I don't have to fucking forgive him for anything. Okay, what he did was was deplorable. I have no, I have no fucking uh, need to forgive somebody that do, that does shit like that. Okay, but I'm going to talk about him as the baseball player. You can't say that the Yankees would be in any better position with Jordan Montgomery instead of Domingo Herman because outside of one start that he had that he got roughed up since the trade, he's been he's been good. He's been really good for this team. He has the most punchable face I've ever seen in my fucking life, and I just want to fucking jump through the TV and choke the shit out of him, okay? Mm-hmm. But as a pitcher on the mound... He's done everything that you could want this team he, that this team could have wanted out of him, and he's probably exceeded expectations. You know who else did that? Who? Jordan Montgomery. Okay. 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 Uh huh. So take one, take one, lose one. It's my point. For every good thing, there's three negatives. For every for every move the Yankees make that makes sense, there's three that don't, and that's just the way, man. And 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 it's not changing. And it, after I know it's just two games, and they looked good before this, but it's like the reason why it's we're so frustrated is because the re, the reset button isn't hit. I don't care if they win a hundred and f- I don't care if they came into the season and won hundred and forty games. The only way we're resetting, we're hitting the reset button on on our anger, is when this team's holding up a fucking World Series trophy again. At least if they're playing in October, in at the, least in the World at Series. least at least raising a pennant. Once and so, get, once, and so two once games. Once they advance past the Houston Astros in the ALCS, then I can take right. a breath and say, okay, right. And, and at the very, very least, maybe my anger would be would be, you know, tamed if I could sit here and say, okay, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm confident this team is the team that's that's equipped to to beat the Astros this year. I can't even say that. I know Katie Sharp, who does a great job, was one of her earliest guests on the show, pointed out the Yankees have like a 359 winning percentage in Oakland in the last... 10 years, which is like their worst for any opposing ballpark. I mean, yeah, we understand the Yankees are atrocious in Oakland. It doesn't give them an excuse for how bad they were the last two days. I mean, this is what's, this is honestly, and 
it was more so yesterday's game than today's game. But yesterday's game is what I said this yesterday is what scares the living shit out of me come October is that this is a team the Yankees should just throw their fucking gloves out onto the field and dominate and win a game eight to one, nine to one. And they got shut down. Completely shut down. And how am I supposed to feel confident when they're staring across the, uh, you know, they're staring uh, at the mound and, and fucking Justin Verlander's out there? I supposed to feel confident when they got shut down. I couldn't, I don't even, I watched both of these games. I couldn't even tell you the fucking, uh, Collar was his name? Toller? What Oller. was the fucking? Oller. 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 And what was it, Martinez today? I believe so. I don't even know. Dude, these guys came in with an ERA combined over 12. <clears throat> you scored one run off of them. And here's the thing, dude. And here's the thing. You go, you you win. How many games in a row was it? Four? Five? Five. Uh, five. 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 You're feeling good again. Right? You have five nice wins. You have a really, really tough loss last night. And you say to yourself, okay, we just came off a really shitty stretch of baseball. We can't flush that down the toilet. We need to go out there today with our best team. And win a ball game. Oh, but skip. We got we got a, the kid out there. We got Schmidt out there. It could be tough. Okay, so so we better put out our best lineup. Does your best lineup include Aaron Hicks? Especially, especially when I, you have to play. Apparently, have to play Kyle Gashioka. I know where you're going with this. My only retort to that, and I can't believe that I'm even remotely defending this in any way, is that. He played in place of Gleyber Torres, <laughs> but okay. So a good for for a bad right in right in itself in one move because so because you're re- just replacing him with a guy who probably shouldn't be here anyway. Would you feel any better about that's what that's my point? It's not like Judge was sitting today, who did not. I mean, I don't want to rip him, but he had three strikeouts today. It's not like he contributed or anything. But it's not like Aaron Judge was on the bench today. It was Gleyber Torres. Do you feel any better about the Yankees' chances of winning if Gleyber Torres was in the lineup today? Well, I don't I think he had to be in the lineup. Well, I disagree with played. that. Why? You could have put they, Cabrera out in the outfield <clears throat> and, and DJ at second. IKF at short. Okay, so who did I, IKF play today? No. No, he didn't. Who played shortstop today? Cabrera. Cabrera. Right. So you didn't have to... You didn't okay, have to so play there I can't plays. It's still further. I mean, it's I, still I bad, but it's here. still your best. It's still out of given what you have, it's still your better option. Yes, I understand that. I understand that the option is never Aaron Hicks, but I'm not looking at the bench going, wow, Aaron Judge is sitting out there and fucking Hicks is in a lineup. It's two guys that I don't want to fucking look at either. No, who's that? Who's that on? Is that on the manager? Just goes right back to the same guy. I mean, he says it's his, he makes the lineup. Yeah. So, well, it doesn't matter the the players he has to choose from. Is it him? I mean, if I mean, if you're honestly looking at it, like I got to play Hicks today, or I got to play Torres today. It's like, do I want to stick my right fucking nut in a blender, or do I want to stick my fucking left one right. in there? Right. Either and then way, you just flip a coin. 
Either way, it's going to be really fucking painful, and it's not going to be the outcome I want anyway. So I'm just going to have to pick one. And then, and then the worst part is, you know, Torres is going to be back in this lineup in a fairly consistent at a fairly consistent level. So at this point, if you have a GM not willing to make better moves, if you have a GM <laughs> who's making you choose between IKF or Hicks or Torres or whatever. Man, I, I'm almost to a point where I, I'd say if you're going to keep playing Torres as much as you have, I'd rather just see him get consistent at-bats and at least maybe run into a streak. But how do you expect this guy to come out of anything? If you're telling me he's still an option, how do you expect these guys to come into anything? So now you're just making the problem worse. But the Yankees don't believe in any of that. I know. That's, the pro- that's my point. My point bring, goes right back to everything. It's the philosophy. It's the game plan. We br- I bring this up all the time. They, we, uh, how long were we waiting to have Joey Gallo show signs of life? The guy hits two home runs in a fucking game. He's on the bench the next day. If there's ever a time to play somebody. Oh, man. When did, when did Stanton sit? The day after he came back? No, yesterday he played two games, and and that's a, I'm glad you bring that up because this was pissing me off all night last night. Okay, so we went down to the shore yesterday, right? Okay, last day trip of the summer, and I told my wife, I said, "Wife, I love you, but if and it was getting late, and I said, but if we got to drive, I got to drive two and a half hours home. I need a bowl, I need a fucking bowl." And she's like, "No, I just want to go home. I don't want to stop anywhere." I'm going to drive. So I said, great, I'll watch the game. All right? And as I'm watching the fucking game unfold, time after time, IKF, Hicks. I'm sorry, IKF, Higashioka. IKF, Higashioka. IKF, Higashioka. And I'm like, when the fuck is John Carlos Stanton going to get the fuck up off the bench and swing a baseball bat? Okay? Now, I love John Carl Stanton. I'd be the first to admit it, man. I defend this guy all the fucking time. I, I have no problem with him. I love that he's a Yankee. He's He's been one of the only Yankees in the last couple of seasons actually shown up in October, okay? No issues with G. But if you mean to tell me that this guy DH two fucking days and he can't swing a fucking bat one time that third day, He's useless to me. He's absolutely useless to me. In a game that you should be embarrassed to fucking lose, you can't get John Carlos standing up off the fucking bench. Now you have uh, you have options, okay? You wanted to tell me last night Trevino was unavailable. They needed to rest him because of his foot, whatever. I, okay, I said that. I said that in the chat. Okay, fine. I understand that Gashok has got to play. You don't really have a catcher, a backup catcher. You didn't have an option for fucking Isaiah Connor for left last night. You didn't have that option available. Really? Or is it because you were afraid to play John Carlstein three days in a row? Something might happen. If he's that frail, get rid of him then. And I'm not, and I hate when people say get rid of John Carlstein, but you can't trust him to take one at bat in that third game, then, then fucking get rid of him. But oh, we, we know that will never happen, Chris. Why? Why will that never happen? Even if it's the right thing to do, why is John Carlos Stan going to see every fucking last day of his contract of a New York as a New York Yankee? Why is that? 
because they owe him a lot of money. They owe him a lot of money, bro. And that's why he is as safe as anybody on this fucking roster. Because if they can't, they can't bear to get rid of Aaron Hicks. How do you think they're going to fucking try to get rid of John Carl Stanton? That's why every time I see this shit on social media, get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy. I have an answer for all of it because I've been fucking, we've been doing this for how many seasons now since 2017. And I've been a fan for fucking even longer than that. I know how this team operates. Nobody, nobody's championing to get rid of Aaron Hicks more than I am, but I know, I know deep down in my fucking gut that they will never do it because they owe the guy $30 million. How would rather fucking sell his kids into fucking, uh, into a work camp than, than, get, than uh, release uh, Aaron Hicks and eat $30 million. Are you kidding me? Oh, they did it with Jacoby Ellsbury. Great. Did Judge really say, gotta tip your cap to A's pitching? Was that a real quote? It might have been. I don't know. I didn't see the... the uh, I didn't see the, uh, the post game. I couldn't. I didn't want to hear any shit. Looks like Pete's confirming yes. Listen, I love the dude. Best player on the planet. You can't come out there and say that. You can't come out and say you got to tip your cap. I mean, if you want to take a shot at him for not being a leader, that's his time that you got to fucking step up and say. Yeah, I did. I, look, I had a whole episode last week that I, I questioned Judge as say, a leader. And hey, I, listen. And it hey, might listen. not be fair. I don't know. But until they win, I, I'm not going to say anything else. I have no problem with him saying that. You say you got to give credit to Oakland, but at the same time, we got to be better. That's and maybe he be did fucking, say that. That's got to be filed up with that comment. Because I know Aaron Judge well enough at this point to know he's not going to take a shot at a, at a team like that, regardless of how fucking bad the pitching is on that side. And he knows as a man, as a baseball player, that they should have dominated these last two games. And I have no problem with him coming out and saying, yeah, we got to give, let's give credit to Oakland. They pitched just really tough or whatever. But... That butt has to come, but we also know we need to be better. We're a much better team than that. Those were guys that were that were hittable guys, and our lineup is too good to fail as bad as we did these last two days. Maybe he did say that, though. I don't know. So, I, you know, if I'm going to rip Judge, which, again, I did in some sense last week, I need to, uh, if it's going to be something on, like, a quote or something, I need it in full context. So I'm not, you know, to just that in itself, that sentence, if it wasn't followed up with, but we really failed and we're way better than that and we need to play better baseball, then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely questionable. It's It's really embarrassing the way they played these last two games, man. It really is. One, you could deal. Anything can happen in 162 games. You're playing a four-game set on the road. You can you can you can eat one of these games, but twice in a row, the pitcher's this bad, and you're telling me you're a serious World Series contender? You're not serious. Not serious. You're not serious. And I and I saw some some dumbasses, and that's the nicest way I can phrase it, saying, "Oh well, Houston lost two to three, two out of three to to, to the Orioles this weekend." Anybody pay attention to how good the Orioles are actually are? That I believe they're actually a game out of the postseason spot right now? Yes. The, the A's of, are on pace to lose 112 games, I believe. Oakland's one of the... In my entire life watching baseball, this is as bad of a baseball team as I've ever seen in my life. 
train wreck. And the Yankees are telling you, we're going to win a World Series this year, and they just went and lost two games to them. Two. Let's play a game. It's called If the Yankees Were Serious About Winning a World Series. Okay. Oh, I like okay. this game. Oh, this sounds like a real good game. I'm, I'm interested in this, okay? Okay. I'll start. Okay. If the Yankees were serious about winning a World Series, Castillo would be in this rotation. That's correct. Now you're up. Okay. Well, if the Yankees were serious about winning a World Series, Aaron Hicks would not have a roster spot right now. Okay. That's a good one. If the Yankees were serious about winning a World Series, IKF wouldn't have been our starting shortstop at the beginning of the year. All right. If the Yankees were serious about winning a World Series, Oswald Peraza would be on the fucking roster right now. And the list just goes on and on. Goes on and on. Oswald Peraza, prize prospect. Can't put him in a trade. Can't play him either. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I can't can't trade him. Cannot trade him. Can't trade it. Can't play him either. But can't trade him. And how many times do we have to go down this road? Clint Frazier should be the fucking poster boy of why you should trade somebody while somebody wants him. Correct. Jackson. I'm, I'm sorry, Jackson, Jackson Frazier. Don't want to trigger him. No triggering. <laughs> oh man. Wild. These were Brian Cashman's words when it came to that player. I didn't make this up. I didn't see somebody else say this. This was Brian Cashman's words. Legendary bat speed. <laughs> then, 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 then when were we ever really treated to that legendary bat speed? Called up, called down, sent down, called up, sent down. Played well, didn't matter. Fuck you, sent down. Can we have somebody calls him up? Brian, Brian, this is this is this is a random GM. I don't even have to give you my name. I already know the answer. Can I have can I have Clint Frazier? I got this player that I know that you fucking need. Can I have him? No. <laughs> what ended up happening, Clint Frazier? Did the Yankees get anything for him? Um, no. All that legendary bat speed. What happened to Clint? what happened to that? Did the Yankees get a prospect back? Did they get somebody at least they could replenish their farm with? You know, maybe maybe a project that we that we might see in the bullpen in a couple of years. Do we at least get that from him? Come on, tell me, tell me we we at least got that. Did from we him. did we get another guy here that we could uh, ruin in the minor leagues and never give him a chance? No. Did we at least get that back? You know that 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 I could hear his name bandied about, and then we never see him, and then and then now tell me we at least got that back. No, the Yankees designated him for fucking assignment. In a year in 2019, when the Yankees desperately needed starting pitching, and yes, Robbie Ray was not the Cy Young Award winner that year. He was an average major league pitcher. But the Yankees needed average major league pitchers in 2019. Did we get? Did we trade Clint Frazier? Nope. Nope. The white whale. This is all you need to know about Brian Cashman. Who's his white whale? Cole. Garrett Cole. He had him in his hands right out of college. Right out of co- I mean, right out of high school, he was in his hands. And Cole was like, you know what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to fuck bitches in college, okay? Okay. Okay. Amy, Amy doesn't know me yet, but I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go plow some hose You're in college, go right? Okay. 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 
Okay. And then I'm going to be a total cuck boy to my wife. Okay. But I'm going to go do this college thing right now. All right. Okay. Says no to the Yankees. Cashman's heartbroken. He's like Charlie Brown. You know, the sad music plays. Charlie right. Brown walks around with his head down. Mm-hmm. That's Brian. That's, that's Brian Cashman after Garrett Cole decides to go to college. He has the opportunity to trade for this kid, right? An opportunity to trade for him. All he's got to give up is Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier. That's all he's got to do. And they can have him. Chasing him. <laughs> Wouldn't fucking do it. Would not do it. And we're and and we're the idiots here that think that he's actually going to pull the trigger on a di- on on acquiring somebody else when the guy that he's pined for for a fucking decade he wouldn't even give up two guys that he fucking hates. Kamikaze Crush wants to know if Cashman has a long term plan. Uh, I don't know if you're late to the show, but the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Him and Hal have a long term plan. It's put the put a relevant team out there as long as we can to make the playoffs because then we can close our eyes and cross our fingers and any other superstitions you want to do and hope that we catch some luck and win a World Series. And in the process, we don't have to do things that might hurt us in the long run. That might be a gamble that doesn't pan out. Instead, we're going to do that with players that are a gamble right off the bat. Instead, we're going to do that with guys like Montas, who we should give him credit. He looked very good his last time out. But the point is not him pitching well. The point will never be him pitching well. Even if even if Frankie Montas goes out there in Game 7 of the ALCS this year against the Astros and shuts them down and they win... The point is never Frankie Montas and what he's going to do. The point is Brian Cashman is not stupid. And in the moment, he's not the best available guy. He's not the guy that if you're serious about winning a World Series that you're taking in that moment. Is that fair? If Frankie Montas is the guy who wins everything for the Yankees, You can give credit to Cashman, fine. But don't sit here and tell me that he made that move because he thought that was the best move for this team to win a World Series. It wasn't. Castile was the move. He chose not to get him. He got Montas because, hey, maybe he'll be just as good. Hey, maybe he'll help us win a World Series. A serious GM gets Castillo. A GM who who maybe maybe gets lucky to win a World Series gets Montas. And that's all you need to know. That's so why I say they to- win. They If they win a World Series, it's in spite of Cashman, not because of him. So if you're telling me that the Yankees didn't have the chips to get Luis Castillo and we knew that and that's why they got Montas, I could be like, all right, okay, okay, okay. We know they do. They do. We know that they do. And they didn't want to. So enough with the bullshit. We say this all the fucking... Enough with the bullshit then. You don't want to trade these guys. I want to fucking see them now. Enough. Yep. You don't want to trade them. I want them in fucking uniform. I want them up here helping me. Because I said this 
from Jump Street, if you're going to tell me that IKF is going to be this, or Angelton Simmons who got designated for assignment, I don't even know where the fuck he is right now. If these were my options to play shortstop on a team that you're going to have the balls to tell me is going to be. You froze on my end. Colties, Chris is trying to play it off on me that. Uh, I'm back. I, I don't know what the uh, hell happened. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. And you tell froze. Me, tell you did. I just got confirmation that it was you. It was me. It must have been me. It, but oh, on my you, end, oh, you froze. Blaming everybody else for your problems. Yeah. It sounds like our GM. Mm. I don't even know what I was saying now. Oh, yeah. Now, a team that is that you're trying to tell me is a – you're telling you're going, oh, we're a World Series team. IKF, Angelton Simmons. We all knew last year that Peraza's defense was major league ready. The bat might have to come along. Why not? Why not? Were you afraid that he might hit 210, 220? Who cares? What the hell is IKF giving you? The most empty 260 I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Every time the Yankee, every time I look at him and the Yankees need a hit, he, he, uh, to do something, oh, a contact guy, he knows how to control the bat. Why is he fucking pulling ground balls when he needs to, when he needs to push one to the, to the right side to move a runner over then? He's such a good contact guy. I'd rather the kids play now. Enough. We've seen Cabrera come up here. He might have three or four home runs right now if they were playing at Yankee Stadium. He's driving the ball a lot better. He's acceptable to the fucking high fastball. We've seen that. He can't lay off that shit. But other than that, the kid's got a plan. He makes good contact. The Yankees can stick him anywhere. You're watching this kid blossom right now. And he wasn't he's not even a he wasn't even a top ten prospect coming into the season. Yeah. You know what are you what are you so afraid of? Someone said service time manipulation, and I I want to make a point about the Yankees. If you want, if you want proof that I'm right in what I'm saying, that that it's and you're not a serious fucking you're not team. serious, and it's a business. The business model is what I laid out, and it's not winning a World Series. You can look at the the evidence is right in how they manipulate the service time because. I said this again, and again, I don't care how well Cabrera plays. He's been awesome. He was not the spark that that the Yankees were looking for. We know who the spark was. It was It's Peraza. I'm not saying Cabrera isn't doing a great job and isn't, you know, sparking, giving energy to the team. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you're sitting down and you're seriously considering that this team needs a spark, who are you going to call up? The Ghostbusters. <laughs> who are you calling? Honestly, who are you calling up? We Cabr- all know it's, it's right. Peraza, bro. So again, even in that, service time matters more. Why? Because they're, they're not serious. Because they're not fucking serious, man. You know what is serious? My boy, oh. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, God. He's got a new movie coming out, you know. I watched it today. It actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was probably terrible. You just have a bias for. for I don't. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, no, I was. I. It's an Amazon Prime direct streaming movie. I mean, it's not going to win Academy Awards. It was. It was. In, it was a fun movie. If you needed to kill ninety-five minutes, which I should have watched it three times today instead of watching the Yankee game. I mean, that would have been a better use of my time. Yeah. But my boy, 
I love this. Total G move right here, bro. This is total gangster shit right here. Yeah, I like wife files, Wife files for divorce. Dude goes to the tattoo parlor. Tats his dog that's been dead for 40 fucking years over his wife. Wow. Gangster, bro. Gangster. That's gangster right there. You think Brian Cashman has the balls to do something like that? I was going to say, maybe Stallone should be the manager. You think so? Maybe. The team wouldn't understand him, I don't think. I don't think they understand what Aaron Boone said yeah. half the time either. Fuck it. Well, the Yankees did make a really big move today, though. That's another thing. I'm glad you bring this up, right? You talk about not being serious, and we'll close the show here, okay? I never really get too worked up over bringing in MLB veterans that you stick in the minor leagues. You never really have any intentions of doing anything with them. They're there for depth eight innings in the minor leagues. If it, God forbid an emergency arises, you need to, you know, fill a, whatever, you know, like the, the whole, the Yankees is time and chapter and verse at times this has happened. Right. But Chase and Shreve, hmm. Chase and Shreve. Now you talk about, it doesn't matter. He's just going to sit there and, and, you know, maybe eat some innings in triple a, you'll never see him. But why? It was the whole thing with fucking bringing Greg Bird back this year, and the Yankees released him. God only knows where the hell he is now, too. You're forgetting Why? one more. You're forgetting one more player. Who? Who else did they bring back? Today? No, not today. This year. I don't. Who? Tyler Wade. All right. I actually thought Tyler Wade might have a role, but thankfully they they brought up uh, Cabrera instead. Imagine. Honestly, dude, you want to talk about like losing your shit? If they would have fucking brought up Tyler Wade for Cabrera's role, then that would have been like the ultimate like "fuck you, we don't care" move. <laughs> People are confused in the chat and think that Stallone got divorced because of the dog. <laughs> no. no, the dog was dead for years. He had a tattoo of his is, wife. If anybody knows Buttkiss, the dog from Rocky, the original Rocky movie, Buttkiss, that was his dog in real life. He loved that fucking dog. The dog's been dead probably 35 fucking years now, okay? And he got the dog's face tatted over his, <laughs> over wife's, his wife's after, after his they wife's... got divorced. No, they're fi- well, they're not divorced well, they're yet. Getting she, divorced. Filed, she filed for divorce, and he's like, yeah, watch this, bitch. Right. Oh, I can't say that. Misogyny. Yeah. Misogyny. I can't say that. Correct. Okay. Correct. So. It just shows you how unserious they are. There are probably... 50 fucking guys that have the same number, the same track record. Chase and Shreve, the Yankees could have brought in here to stick in AAA. Oh, let's bring Chase and Shreve back. Why? Why? It just shows you how unserious things are. And and another thing, this guy Banda, is that his name? This fucking guy to pitch today, Banda? Yeah, I think so. Aaron Boone yesterday, when they placed the role as Chapman on the I.L., they're like, well, Holmes will be back on Monday. We're just going to play shorthanded. And then they fucking <laughs> signed somebody today. Do they not know what they're going to do day to day? I don't know, man. And I understood it. Like, you're all the way out in California. Why are you going to fly somebody that's in Scranton or Somerset all the way over to 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 be there for a day? I understood it. It was it wouldn't have really been fair to, to whoever, right? I got it. It, did, it actually made sense. And then they sign a guy with a six-year rate to stick in the bullpen. You just said yesterday you're playing shorthanded. What fucking changed? 
I'm serious. I'm serious. You have no idea what's happening day to day. Christian, the players don't even know where they're going to be batting in the order day to day. You know, I'll end with this. And it goes back to my original point at the start of the show. When the Yankees are slumping, and there's certain players who you can say this more than others, of course, Torres in particular. But when the Yankees are struggling offensively, have you ever seen a team with with less approach than the New York Yankees? Uh, I can't say that I do. Can't have. Okay. Uh-huh. Now here's my follow up question. Do you have a different approach as a leadoff hitter versus maybe being the sixth or seventh guy? No, no, of course not, Chris. Come right. on, you should be smarter than that. Do you that. have a different approach batting fourth than you would batting eighth? No, everything. Lineups, why, lineups you know, are circular. You know, lineups are circular. You know, people think lineups don't matter. They do. And my first, at least I would try it, okay? If I see a team that's struggling offensively with no approach... My first thing would be, well, maybe if I put out a more consistent lineup every day, these guys can show up to the ballpark prepared and have more of a of a of an approach at the plate that's just instilled in them. And people don't take that seriously because it's like, you know, the argument back to me is a lefty was pitching and Ben and you know, shouldn't have been leading off. Okay, then he bat second. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> So why does that make him sixth? I I just, look, I played baseball a long time, not saying I had any talent anywhere near being a major league baseball player, but Uh I played enough in my life to know that consistency and repetition breed success in a baseball player more than anything else. Consistency and reps. Okay. Yank. Okay. Okay. So we have guys playing all different positions every day. We have lineups that are not the same ever. We have guys being benched when they don't need rest. When do you think you're going to when do you think you're going to see better approaches? You're going to see that when you actually have an approach yourself, when you prepare your players and you arm them with the with what they need to show up prepared. And that's knowing their role. It's great that the Yankees are versatile. I'm not saying it's not. But you you use it in, in ways, you utilize it in ways you don't have to. You don't have to be creative. There's a lot of talent on this team. There's a lot of holes still. But there's a lot of talent where we saw how good they could be. And then you just get creative and it's like you don't stop. You don't stop. No wonder Torres doesn't have an approach. Not only is he not seeing consistent pitching now, but he's put in a different spot every day. He's put in spots he shouldn't be in. No wonder Donaldson looks lost. The guy's batting in a different order, a spot in the order every day. No, he's just washed up, bro. Come on. Or he's washed, yeah, and he's washed up. My point is, there's really one or two guys here that see consistent pitching all the time. That's he can that have consistent approaches and put in the same spot almost every game. And they're two of the best hitters on this team. No, I know. Who's the other one? Stanton. When Stanton's on, he's on, dude. 
But but when Stanton's slumping, he gets in the worst slumps. Are you batting him eighth? No, you no, put him out there at the same spot every day. Why? Because it's Giancarlo Stanton. You don't have to fuck around. You also don't have to fuck around with Ben Intendi. He's a great hitter. Leave him where he's been successful here. You brought Andrew Benintendi over here to be the antithesis, the antithesis of what Joey Gallo was, a contact guy, a guy that makes contact at a high rate and is not going to go out there and is home run or bust. And then Yankees immediately were like sixth, and he struggled. Why? Because he had to change his approach bat in sixth. He was in an RBI spot. Ah, oh, there you the Yankees, go. Then, then the Yankees were like, okay, why don't we bat your first or second? And then he got hot. Oh, what, wow, what a fucking shocking thing that happened. And then the Yankees are like lefty, sixth, and then, he has, and then he's been pretty crappy the last three games since they changed it again. Now, granted, they put him back, but, you know, it only takes one game to fuck everything up. Would you say your approach at the plate is different when Aaron Judge is on deck behind you? Or you think the pitcher's approach is or Aaron pitching Hicks. to you? Is different right. when you when Aaron judges behind you versus Aaron Hicks. But no, it's not about that for this team. It's about what are the numbers. Let's put aside everything that we just saw. Let's just what are the numbers? What did the computer say is the best chance we have? And let's just do that. And that's the team you're watching, and it's the team you're going to watch for the next however many years Brian Cashman is here. And all we can do as fans is continue to support the players on on the field, even if we don't support the front office, and just at this point cross our fingers and pray they get into into a real big groove like they were in the beginning of the year once October comes. Well, all you need to know is how they put the lineup together when they faced Manoa, when they when they won the Manoa pitched the final game against uh, Toronto, right? Uh, yeah. Splits. His splits are drastically different versus left-handed hitters. Like the OPS against is like 300 points higher uh, lefties versus righties. So let's put as many lefties as we can in this lineup. If you had good fucking left-handed hitting, not Marwin Gonzalez and Aaron Hicks, they never look past it. They never look past what's in front of them and say, yeah, this makes sense, but it's this. Right. Why don't we? The Yankees should be now at a point here, and I'll we'll we'll say this: Who's your best nine, and where's their best spots, and go from there. Okay, your one through five should never change. Now, Lemayu, Benintendi, whichever way you want to flip it, those are your top two. Judge, and then I personally like the separation of right, left, right. So it should be uh, Judge Rizzo Stanton. Yeah, Judge Rizzo Stan. You go Benny DJ any two any which way you want to go, then Judge Rizzo Stan. Oh, but Aaron Judge will get 0.5 more at bats over the course of the year. You bet him say I don't fucking care. It doesn't mean shit to me because it's not the best construction for this lineup. Yeah, I would argue with the Rizzo uh Rizzo and that's fine, but I don't like for I just don't want well, I just don't like Stanton and Judge back to back. To me I just don't like it. I don't like it. And I understand you don't want it. You don't want to drop stay in the fifth. You want him in, in that cleanup. I'm not going to give a big fight over it. Me personally, that's what I would do. Okay. Okay. And that's fine. And here's the thing. Either way, I'm not going to argue with it. As long as the Yankees commit to it, stick to it. Exactly. It doesn't not, mean that you can't like bench guys work. here and there. 
And not that it doesn't work one day and you got to go away from it. Sometimes it doesn't work at the first time that it happens. Right. And Chris, how many times, I'm not, not, not making fun of you, not trying to get personal here, but did you, did you score with your wife the first time that you tried? No, it no. took me a while. Did you give up because it didn't work the first fucking time? If I gave up, I certainly wouldn't be married to her. And is it apples to apples comparison? No, but does it, is it, a, is it make sense that just because something doesn't work the first time you give up on it? The Yankees are like, nah, it didn't work today. Oh, Fuck it. Florial, Florial played for three games again. Nah, let's go back to Hicks. Nah, Florial didn't get a hit today. He definitely sucks this kid, which, and I got to say this. It's an absolute fucking shock. I am still sitting here stunned beyond all belief that Oswaldo Cabrera has played every game since he's been called up. Actually, absolutely fucking floored that this has happened. It's not the Yankee way. And look what, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's end on that because look what's happened. The kid looked, the kid looked lost at the plate. Lost. What has happened now? Would you say he 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 has shown has shown glimpses of as a major league hitter, as a guy who can get into one? Are you confident now when he gets to the plate? You think that would have happened if you benched him every other day? Well, they would add an eleven inning eleven inning no hitter if uh, he wasn't for him yesterday. I'll say it one more time, man. In this four game series, the Yankees not once had the same guys four through six or seven through nine. I split it up into three tiers because people say, oh, lefty-righty, or this guy needs a break. Well, they can't even keep the middle, top, bottom of the order in general. They have guys flipping around. It can't work that way. It, you cannot sustain a successful lineup that way. That's why we see these the Yankees go into such lulls. You well, need well, consistency. I, 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 I got to give a shout out to Craig M on Twitter. Okay. He's, right. He wanted he wanted a shout out and he wanted, left his comment. He, even the show, the front office says they're serious about it, but their actions say otherwise. Wow. I actually, thank you for reminding me. I have to shout out uh, Michael Soto. His Juan, dad. Juan, actually, is it Juan's brother? It uh-huh. could be. I didn't, I didn't ask yet, but I want to do the genealogy. I want to form a relationship first before I get personal. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he said his son is a fan of mine. His name is Michael. He's 13. Oh, uh, boy. Show's definitely not appropriate for you, and I apologize. But, mm. uh, but Mike, you're the man. Thanks. Uh-huh. So uh, please uh, go to at NYY News TV. The next event is coming up, the sequel, okay? The Yankees might fuck all this up. We don't really know. I mean, the uh, lead is still seven in the division, I believe, because Tampa won today, right? Mm-hmm. So the Yankees are up seven games in the division. I mean, I really hope that this is safe, but I mean, I can't say with any certainty here, but it's planned for game one of the ALDS, October 11th party out in Brooklyn. You go to at NYY news TV on Twitter. Okay. You click the link, get your tickets, your party with NYY news TV, food and beers included in your ticket price. Watch the game. Okay. Watch, okay. Us, watch us. Watch, watch the, the game. game right? All right. Please do that. Go to at NYYST underscore podcast. Follow us there. If you watch on uh, YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Okay. Like. If you're still here. Like the video. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, we'll be back next week on Labor Day, okay, when the Yankees are actually playing a major summer holiday. Wow. What a, what a what shock. What odds? Okay, so thank you very much for your continued support of NYY News TV and NYYST. Thank you very much for listening to episode 296. Chris, say goodbye. Peace! N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas